Hello <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I am Jimin and I am here with the lovely Hello. Ash. Hello indeed. And today we've got a special episode. I was going to say something in front of episode, but then I didn't know how to describe an episode that was already special. <laughs> but it's a special episode. Because we, the Mama Nominations are in and we are going to be looking and judging and commenting and all the things that we do best. But before we get into that, we should start off with our poll. And because we are in the middle of the Halloween season, I think it's best to ask, what is your favorite Halloween adjacent music video from K-pop? But... Of course, because it's a poll, it has constraints. You can only choose one of the three. <laughs> one of three that we have hand-selected because coincidentally, they're like the only three actually Halloween-themed K-pop music videos. I mean, you have like some that are like creepy and scary, you know, but they're not actually like Halloween-themed. So, but here are the options. We have Red Velvet with Really Bad Boy. We have Shiny with Married to the Music, and we have 21 with It Hurts. And then I guess there can be like an other section for like write-ins. Like if you if you choose other, you have to like quote tweet or reply to the tweet and tell us which is your other. So Ash, yes. which Halloween adjacent music video is your favorite? I like to say it's 21 It Hurts because I really like the song and I like how they... Like, the song is not really... Like, I think with Shiny and Red Velvet, the song and the concept really, like, mesh really well. But with 21, you wouldn't think that that song would have a horror theme. So I just... I really like the combination there. So that's my choice. Okay. Okay, okay. I I get that. I... I mean, I kind of resent the idea that Married to the Music is Halloween-themed song because the song itself, I feel like, is not that <laughs> Halloween-themed. But the vibe, I can, the vibe definitely goes with the music video. The vibe of the song goes with the music video. and But the music video is, like, kind of, I don't want to say cartoonish, but it is cartoonish. It's not scary, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's not like... You know, I like when I was doing research for this poll, I kept seeing like Can't You See Me by TXT, Taman's entire discography is kind of creepy. Like you saw all these these sorts of songs and music videos, but like they're not they're not Halloween themed. They're just they're like horror themed, which is there's a distinction. There is different. Like, yes, you associate Halloween with being scared, but you also associate it with like certain tropes you know what i mean that are not necessarily scary especially if you are an adult so like dressing up right and candy and parties and you know bobbing crapples and all that stuff right so that's why i'm like you know halloween adjacent halloween theme not necessarily horror and for me you could probably already tell my answer is is shiny's married to the music i think it's a very creative music video we really haven't seen too much of anything like that in K-pop. It's very innovative, very groundbreaking. So we love to see it, even if they are under fire with <laughs> me <Maybe> right now. <laughs> so, okay, for all the listeners, let us know which of these three songs is 
your favorite or these three music videos is your favorite Halloween adjacent music video. Or if you have another one, you can always click other and let us know in the replies. So, yeah. All right. What's next? We we have what we, we, have what some we got comebacks next? And there's a lot of stuff coming up soon. And we're going to be looking at some of the comebacks that have occurred in the past few weeks. In fact, we'll be looking at four of them um, because those are the only ones that Jimin wanted to look at. The other one, she. <laughs> I I also resent that it's not that those were the only ones I wanted to look at. It's that some of them I've already seen before, so it would be like you know not like a very genuine reaction. True, if I very like. true. You know, I, I feel like this is more of a reaction, not like a review. Yes. So, I mean, we can get into them. We can like the four that we're gonna look at, or how about first we kind of just say who's coming back. Like, and who's already come back. So we had Jenny at the beginning of the month, NCT 127 with Fat Check, which Nat and I reacted to the entire album on our Patreon. So you can find it there. Bobby came back with Robert, which. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bobby not Korean? Like, Bobby's yeah. Korean, right? Like, Korean from Korea, oh, right? Oh, I. I, I can't say that with certainty. If let me do some research because I have a lot of I have a lot of comments on this. Kim Ji Won. Okay, so Bobby is Korean from Korea. He was born in Seoul. His name is Kim Ji Won. Um, he let's see. Oh, but he did live in Fairfax, Virginia <laughs> in two thousand five. Interesting. Okay. And he auditioned for YG in New York and was officially recruited in 2011. So he spent like six years of his life, six good years too. Those are like very integral years because he's, he's born in 95. So those would have been his like prime, like, you know, mm. tween teenage mm -hmm. years. So he, you know, makes a lot of sense, but I don't see. Okay. I'm not one to tell somebody what their name is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not. But I, I, it is kind of funny to me because I'm pretty sure, like, he's never said his name is Robert or gone by Robert <laughs> or anything like that ever. So for him to title this album Robert, because as you all know, Bobby is like a nickname for Robert, is just kind of funny <laughs> to me. It's just so It's just kind of strange. <laughs> I don't know. You have to laugh. But I have been increasingly like really kind of curious about names in general, because recently I found out that in Thailand, like getting your name changed is as easy as breathing and people do it all oh. the time. Like when I found that out, I was so shocked. And not only their first name, people change their last name and I, like all the time, like for no like reason, but they just want a different name. And I think that's wild because it's like, what if like how does that work with their like bureaucracy? I don't know. There's a lot going on. But so after that, it kind of was like, whoa, maybe names don't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Robert is coming out or he's come out with his new album, Robert. Pentagon had with Universe, which I believe probably was the, the last time, was, is the last time we're going to see you, Joe? I don't know. That's a question mark because I really don't know much about that story, but I just figured I'd throw that out there. And then we have our boys. We were the first people to ever react to them 
exodin extraordinary heroes with live lock live lock love live lock we're gonna say live lock new we have a debut pal it's their group is pal not pow prisoner of war with favorite which is their first ep and then of course txt came out with the name chapter freefall they i really wish they would just stop naming albums with words in front of a semi words in front of a colon and words after <laughs> a colon because it's like stop and then is it Ive or Ivy? I've always called heard them call Ivy. Ivy. Okay, Ivy with I've Mine. No comment on the name of that album, but those are some of the albums that have already... Oh, wait, no, no, no. And then we have Highlight. Highlight came out with a single called Give You My All. Sun Me had Stranger, Two with Howl. NCT New Team, which we're going to be listening to do today, came out with Hands Up, a single, and then Chanyeol with Good Enough. But girl, I just want to go back real quick to highlight. Oh my God, I thought they disbanded. Really? I hadn't heard anything about okay, them. Okay, well, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about them. I just period. know that they're like of old ass group. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, I'm kind of interested in what this NCT new team is. I don't even know who's in it. I don't know if it's current NCT members who are just forming a new team. I don't know if it's new NCT members. I don't know. But they came out with a single, so we're going to listen to that today. In fact, the other three that we're going to listen to, Stranger by Sunmi, F by Bobby, and You and Me by Jenny. So without further ado, I think we should Yay. get into it. Let's do it. Hey, first up, Sunmi. Let's see what she's talking about. You said you listened to a little bit of it. Mr. Stranger running in a danger. Gotta get to know ya. Mr. Stranger wanna be your angel. Gotta get to know ya. What do you think? I appreciate the artistry you said that with a question mark yeah I, I don't know the artistry is the right word creativity yes. okay I think what's really throwing me off is that the she We've seen this before, right? Like in K-pop where it's like five different songs in one song. But I think what's throwing me off is she's not connecting them logically. They just feel like separate songs, you know? And then there's also not a lot of lyrics. Yeah. Hey, she's playing with that witchcraft though. She, uh, you know what she's doing? <laughs> I also really don't like the lyrics. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't think they tell the story very well. Like, I I appreciate what she's trying to do, but like you said, it's too, it's too dis... It's very, it's very disjointed. Yeah. And I feel like the music video itself is obviously very high budget and it looks really good it just doesn't like I, I can't make a lot of sense of it okay well i think the rest of this is just this woman sweeping oh i guess that's her well okay next we're gonna move to f because girl i don't know what exactly to say about that but 
F by Bobby. Oh, what? Robbie's like that kid that like heard a cuss word for the first time and just has to say it all the time. <laughs> the lyrics also make very little yeah. sense. He and and one thing about Bobby, you gotta read the lyrics because girl, he slurs his words. <laughs> Who exactly is he talking yeah, to? Yeah, I was because... like, is he talking to YG? <laughs> or like, what? Right. <laughs> what happened <to> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of these lyrics are starting to make more sense, but they're like... It's coming off real try-hard, Bob. <laughs> Ash, do you have no thoughts? Because girl, I don't really know what to think. He's just punching the camera. And girl, that bit of video was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was obviously high budget and abstract and artsy and all that, but it was like it was terrible in the sense that I feel like I feel like my senses were assaulted a little bit. Like it's just too much going on, like, and he was saying a bunch of nothing in my. He was saying stuff, but like, it was like, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's he targeting this to, like, who is this also, about? Because it's clearly about. Yeah. Somebody. Also, the more you use a curse word, the less like impact it has. Okay. Yeah. If you're saying it like every two seconds. Also, like, I feel like. Okay, how do I say this? I'm like. Is I feel like the novelty of it too is like it's not novel as novel as he thinks it probably is because how do I put this because it's not like he's a singer saying it I don't know you almost like when you hear a singer singing like curse words it just it hits different than a rapper mm -hmm. rapping them I don't even know how to explain that but I think y'all hopefully y'all get where I'm going with that Okay, well that was F. I'm now to the stuff we really came here for. Jenny, <laughs> you and me. Let's see what this is. Girl, she better not disappoint me, even though I know she's gonna disappoint me. Oh shoot, we have to we can't watch it on here. Okay, so we can't watch the MV. We can only watch the dance performance video. All right, well, let's watch the dance performance video that nobody wants to actually watch because Jenny. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Let's do it. Jenny, you and me. How do you feel about that? I kind of like some of the melodies, but I don't like... No, how do you feel specifically about the look at you, not look at me? I don't like that part. That's what she, they. How do you... She ripped her own song. That's crazy. Okay. I have to say, though, and I agree with you, I like the melody. I like the song, actually. What I don't like... It's Jenny's voice on the song. Mm, I see that. It don't hit the way that it should hit. It, it's this 
beat needs a like a dual exactly he's also not really serving in this video yes she not I think the problem with Jimmy is one in this song she sounds like she's just talking through the lyrics and it's very like hazily so with the rap i i don't know why i don't like it when people rap about like love i like in this way like in like a bubblegum way it feels I don't know. I just don't like it. I have so many comments about this song because it's like, it is a good song, particularly the verses and that like opening verse was mm -hmm. very good. The chorus is really questionable for me, but Jenny is the the reason why the song is not like, like outstanding to me. Like, I think it needs a different mm -hmm. voice, like something that's like a little like heavier, like a voice that's like got more emotion, more thickness, more depth at the bottom. And that's just yeah, not Jenny. No, it's it's just like you said, she's just talking through it and she's not putting like any emotion into it or anything. Yes. Very hollow. Okay. Well, I mean, good good work, girly. It was cute. But we move to hands up by <laughs> ACT new team. Let's see who's in who's in this team. Like who are these people? A flaming baseball? This is dream. Oh wait, it went all the way to the end for some reason. Okay. Who are these children? Are these like the new, like maybe the the ones that haven't debuted yet? Yeah, I think so. Oh, he looks like a baby. Oh no, Ash. <laughs> Ash, that is a child. It's some, get some standards. Oh, they sound like NCT though. So far, their singers are not. This feels like it's supposed to compete with PXT. Just the whole vibe of them. Yeah. Ash, can you do some strategic research? Okay. One of these boys look like he's related to Jaehyun. <laughs> Are they speaking Japanese? I don't know. Okay, so NCT New Team is the working title of an upcoming Japanese boy group and final subunit of NCT. So yes, they are doing Japanese. It like literally hit me. Like I was like, I don't... This is their pre-debut single. Are you on K-Profiles? No, I'm on Wiki, but I can go to K-Profiles. Oh, I just, I didn't know. Let's see, so the unit consists of Sion, Riku, Yushi, Dayeon, Ryo, and Sakuya. Young. Okay, I'm gonna look up some more information. I am... Oh, man. Okay, I have a lot of comments. 
because you know if i'm nothing else i am a new boy group connoisseur i am an nct connoisseur i just need to let me do some research real quick because ugh, it looks like they are all Korean? Some of them are Korean, some of them are Japanese. I think. Okay. I know a lot of them have Japanese sounding names, but that don't necessarily mean nothing in this. Let's... Oh my God. I knew, I knew, I knew. I could tell. I could, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. So one, so they have two, two Korean members. And the rest are Japanese. What year is it? 2022? I, 2023. I do not know how I feel about 2007 people <laughs> debuting. I don't feel good about that at all. I don't think they should be debuting, to be quite honest. I will say these kids are, are they have something. I don't know if it's like the straight up it factor. They have something. They are interesting. Like that that song was interesting. And I thought that they had they seemed very like practiced in a way that I would not expect of a new completely there's no repeat members. Like I was trying to look to see if any of these people I had seen before. I've never seen any of these people. So I'm just very shocked. I didn't hate the song. It sounds like NCT. And that is what really shocked mm -hmm. me is that it sounded like NCT. I was like, whoa, the fact that they could kind of like take the essence of the entire NCT and like kind of put it in this new group is fascinating to me. I'll never understand it. I I don't know if I look forward to their new music because I don't understand their music. Like, I don't know what the song was about. Mm -hmm. And it didn't dawn on me until like the second verse. So I was like, I don't understand anything going on. And there's no English <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> So I, I like, I was just like, okay, like, I don't know what the song was about. It was cute. It's not, it wasn't too cute though, where it was like too mm. youthful. So I don't know, like depending on, I could see them growing into like a TXT lane, which would be very similar to the, or it'll be NCT music, but like with a TXT mm -hmm. twist. And I feel like that's kind of my vibe like I like NCT and TXT I don't think they're there yet because I do feel like I, I don't know you could tell if I were to just listen to the song I could still kind of feel like it's a little bit not quite my mm -hmm. style but if I'm watching the music video I know it's not my style yeah. you know like I'm watching the music video and I'm like it's a cool music video but this is for a different audience that i'm right. not a part of so yeah i don't know I, that was a lot i know you don't have nearly as much to say because you don't even like boy groups let alone I like, like boy groups the nct variety say. <laughs> and I, i'm not gonna even say much about them because they're young and they're just starting out so you know they haven't even i i don't even see like a established concept with them yet so i'll be nice and just say yeah. that i agree with you that they could turn into something you know they definitely have talent so you know I, I'm willing to wait and see what they do with them but like you said like, like having the 2007 year old you know 2007s in the group that's a yeah. turn off that's like a huge for me a huge thing is like 
I am at an age, like if this was like five years ago, three, five, three to five years ago, I would not mind as much because I was, I was closer to that age, but like I'm at an age where like when I see members under 18 and I don't, even under 20, really, I kind of like, it don't really, it no, <laughs> it's just, it's basically a no. And that's like a girl group or a boy group or any, or a co-ed group, any kind of group. I just don't know why my brain just can't get into it. And it's not because I see idols. Like I know some people see idols as like, oh, I, I am attracted to the idol. That's not really for me. It's just like in the back of my mind, I'm like, it, it almost like it, whatever you're singing about, I don't trust what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like you, you don't have no life experience <laughs> where it's like, like, you know, they can, the most you can sing about is like, like when dream was singing chewing gum <laughs> and you know, that's the most that where I believe that, you know what you're talking about. Whereas if you try to talk about, I mean, I don't know. I can't even say that. Cause that's, that would be very wrong of me. That would be like me saying, oh, if you're young, you can't experience like hardship which is not true but I I don't know I think for me it's just like a, I don't I just can't get into it how about that it's just that simple I just can't get into it as much as when everybody's over 20 and and and, and even to that it's like a, do I feel like you make mature music do I feel like you sound like a like me and Nat were talking about this we recently redid Kepler's mm-hmm. album and if you listen to Kepler's album Ash they sound like actual babies like when they mm. sing they're they pitch their voices so high and it's like so off-putting and they even like they kind of talk in baby talk mm. you know and it's like that is not really what i want for music it don't matter what the topic is the topic could be chewing gum it could be gold bond lotion you know i don't know it not sponsored <laughs> but it could be any of that and i can vibe with it if it feels a certain right. way but kepler it, the vibes were and very aren't they odd. like so older like they're all out of their teens or are they not i believe so i i know i think i i well i think the youngest actually let me look it up because i maybe maybe hewning kai's sister is older than him but i thought she was younger than him and he's only like 21 or 22 so they have older members, but the youngest is 2005. But the oldest, I think, is, 2000, is 1996. Okay. So, yeah, they do. It's like a big range. But, yeah, I. it's like, it's just one of them things for me where it's like, even I get it. She's 2005 or whatever. But 2005 is even 18. You know, so why are you talking like a fucking baby? <laughs> like, I don't, so, so I just feel like. Yeah, I I don't know. That's just that's just me. So I see potential. I'm not really into them yet. Maybe maybe they can grow into like nephew status or, you know, little cousin mm-hmm. status. But I in terms of being like a group that I listen to because I like, oh, this song I'm like vibing mm-hmm. with it or like like TXT became one of those mm-hmm. groups for me. Even though we're really close in age they became one of those groups still where they started off and i was like oh they kind of for them kids but then they kind of had a switch up in their can't you see me era and i was like and then i went back and listened to their music i'm like even though some of these songs a lot of these songs is for them kids they're kind of bops so it's just i don't know it's just one of those things you gotta play it by ear they got a lot of potential i'm excited to see them grow and develop 
And the fact that I could not tell if I was listening to Korean or Japanese was very wild to me because I didn't think it was Korean because I like I did not recognize anything mm-hmm. they were saying. But like there were there's a lot of Japanese Korean sound very similar yeah. sometimes, but also like one of the members, Daeyoung, I don't know, like I I know that I shouldn't assume that just because he's Korean that means that he can't speak Japanese. That's not what I assume. But I just was like, in my brain, I'm like, these are Korean mm-hmm. members. Not these are Japanese right. members. So, and then, and then the song did not sound like J-pop. It sounded like mm-hmm. NCT. So, yeah, I think I just made a lot of assumptions. And I was just very shocked to to see that they could take literally Japanese lyrics and English lyrics and make it sound like k-pop whatever that means so yeah fascinating why did i say so much on that i don't know maybe it's the last last song all right just really quickly though those are the ones we listen to really quickly just want to go through make sure that we said this upcoming comebacks 17 with 17th heaven i am very excited for that I know nat is excited for got seven mark twan coming back with his new single fallen Wavy will be coming out with On My Youth. We don't know what that's going to be. Of course, BTS Jungkook is coming out with Golden. We all been knowing that. He came out with a new song too. He really, he dropped 3D, which everybody's doing the challenge for. That song is not nearly as good as 7. I don't even think the song is good. Oh, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say that. We love High. <laughs> best, best, best record label. Those are the ones I'm mostly listening to or excited for that are upcoming that have been announced. Are any of these standing out to you that you might be looking out for? I see Espa's got something coming out soon. I'm interested to see what they do for their fourth mini. I like their last song, their last single quite a bit. So I'm interested to see what they, what their new mini kind of if they go for a certain sound or if it's you know they, they do something different for each song just interested to see what they do so red velvet haven't really been interested in their stuff for a while but they always go with something a little off putting or different so i am kind of curious to see what chill kill is referring to so yeah okay fun fun all right Well, I think it's about time we get into the topics. What is going on in the world of K-pop bash? All right. Well, starting off with SM, we have Dio from XO. And it turns out that he is parting ways with SM Entertainment on the 18th. Of October, it was reported that EXO's Dio is joining a new agency established by his longtime manager. So he's letting his exclusive contract with SM expire and he is going to continue his acting and individual activities with his new established agency and his EXO activities will continue through SM. So, kind of continuing with this whole trend of basically idols leaving their agencies and joining up with other agencies for their individual activities but staying with their old agencies for like their group activities and 
the interesting thing is, is with SM, especially of all people being okay with this sort of thing, you know, they used to have the reputation that their idols were signing contracts in blood and stuff. And now they're letting, now they're letting (laughs) people, you know, have contracts with other people. So I, you know, I think that's, you know, as much as there is about the idol life and, and, you know, corporations and, and stuff as much bad as there is. I think that is one area that you can look at and say that there's been some, there's been some good, you know, progression there. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, for one, am kind of shocked to hear this just because some does have that reputation. (laughs) And also just because EXO has had like a lot of actual departures. Obviously, this is not a full departure. This is just like severing certain kind of aspects of his representation from the SM machine, which in many ways forces these labels to act like what they are, which is labels. These labels act like agencies, right? They it's We always talked about it back in the day of like, you know, the one-stop shop almost, there's other analogs to it in American media as well. The, the label that does everything, right? And it sounds like that is you know, becoming a trend to decouple those things, which I think is important because you shouldn't have the, a monopoly on somebody's, basically their likeness, mm-hmm. right? And I would say that K-pop idols are kind of having their like 1980, 1990 NBA player moment, right? Where they are starting to get, you know, larger returns on their labor, their, what they are putting into the work that they're putting in. And, in, and at the same time, they're having their like, you know, 2010s, early 2010s NBA moment, right? And what I'm referring to there is in, in the NBA in the early 2010s, that's when you star, saw major superstars basically demanding things out of their ownership, you know, in order for them to stay in, in, the, in their exclusive contracts. And if they wouldn't, they just break those contracts. And it's giving, it, it started this revolution of like, kind of like player autonomy, right? Players having control over their careers. And I feel like you're seeing that a lot in K-pop. And I feel like that's kind of like the inevitable result of any situation where you have, where there's an, one party that has like exclusive ownership over another party's career, mm-hmm. you know? It just seems inevitable. So it's interesting to hear. And if anybody was going to do it, I would say I would expect deal. I don't know. He just gives those vibes of like, I have other things I want to do with my life and EXO is not my entire life. It's not the rest of my life. And even if it was, it's just a one part of it. Right. So I, I think this is smart too, because it just, it's going to allow him to do more things. Now I will say, I don't know if it's smart to go with this other agency for other activities because I don't know this. It sounds like this other agency is it's new, right? It's newly established. So like, I don't know what they can offer him that SM can't. Maybe that there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I mean, we know that SM has been in a lot of controversy lately. So, yeah, there, there's probably something going on that would make somebody want to jump ship on that particular end of the business. So I wouldn't be shocked. We don't have any scoop about that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wouldn't be shocked. But, yeah, this is interesting. I'm, I wonder how this is going to work out. And at the same time, too, which is another part of this is like, while I feel like the K-pop industry is going towards decoupling, it seems like the Thai industry is going towards coupling. Mm. It's going towards the K-pop quote unquote model. It's not 
invented by K-pop, but you guys know what I mean when I say it that way, is going towards that model in some respects. There are some major artists like who are leaving their agencies, but for the most part, you see more and more actors signing with these agencies and they're kind of becoming like quote unquote triple threats, you know, singer, actor, dancer, really idle is what it is. They, they're starting their own sort of idol model, which I don't think is makes any sense, but Mm -hmm. that's just besides the point. It's just interesting to see how these things happen across different markets. Because again, I do think that the inevitable result of one agency, one entity having control over your entire career is that you're going to end up just leaving. (laughs) That's just the inevitable result. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting stuff. All right. Next up is a story that technically originates from last month but we are talking about now it's still relevant this is an incident that happened during the third part of shiny's first episode of their show shiny-ing and basically it was a scene from the show that had three members taming key and minnow they're sitting on the bed discussing random topics and they this, they were talking about like things that they would like to do on the show and Taman expressed that they should do an episode where they engage in an activity that each member loves to do. Minnow suggested that they play golf and then Taman basically said to this, but when I see you after you play golf, all I see are the whites of your eyes and teeth. And then Key added, seriously, why did you get so tanned? If Minnow closes eyes and mouth at night, you'll be... And then demonstrates struggling to search in the dark. And Taman and Key made the comment in a joking way. And even the staff members laughed. But um, fans were actually very like displeased and offended over them basically making comments over his Taman's skin tone. And I'll let... Minho, oh, Minho's skin, skin tone, tone, sorry. And I'll let Jimin exposit more on this since she's more knowledgeable about oh i have nothing to exposit i just i have thoughts but i have nothing to exposit i wouldn't say i'm more oh well you you know about shiny i mean apparently this has happened in the past right they've there's yeah so shiny is not new to i mean as you would expect with any k-pop group but especially k-pop group that debuted before 2010 shiny's not new to making colorist comments. I will say it's a lot fewer and far in between than other groups from what I've noticed, but they both have. Taemin has towards Kai. Key consistently has towards different people. And it's just wild to me that in 2023, they're still doing it. And that all of them are over 30. You know, there's no excuse. There was never an excuse, but especially given that they're all over 30, they're all very internationally versed, especially key. They all travel. And and also I, I would think too that shiny fans are, you know, representing that they don't want to hear those sorts of things just because I've seen shiny fans do that and even in this case right there were korean fans who were like why are you doing this this is a bad look don't do this like even from like a selfish perspective of like preserving the korean like the the idea that korean people are not you know colorist or racist or anything they're like you know this is a bad look right don't do this and the fact that it's the fact to me like how could you not know 
to not say these things. They're not funny, number one. Number two, they're not true. Number three, you're saying you're saying you're so dark, you're so tan as if it's a bad thing. Like you're not saying it like as an observation, which even to that is like, why do you draw attention to dark skin but not like it, you they do draw attention to white skin, but it's only ever in a positive connotation. It is never in a negative connotation. So it's just one of those things to where it's like, what are you really doing? It's 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 gross and disgusting. And honestly, it made me lose. I already don't really have high expectations or high anything for K-pop idols. But for me to be a person who likes shiny a lot, it made me lose a lot of like affection or or what is the word? Like a lot of interest in what they're they're doing in terms of music, right? Like it made me lose the motivation to be, to go out and listen and be interested because like you still feel this way. You're still saying these things and you're a grown ass man. And it may make me also feel like I, I'm like, I just feel, I don't know what the word is. It just, it just feels like you a lot of like I I, I want to be clear like I didn't I'm not saying I had expectations of shiny I guess I had expectations that they were smarter than that not necessarily assuming oh because they haven't said it doesn't mean they th- don't think it right like I'm not stupid right but at the same time I just felt like you have a platform as an artist and you should use it wisely and they didn't and I felt like wow like how could you not like I'm just shocked in that regard and then also we talked to a lot about like shiny has made mistakes in the past and Jonghyun even had made mistakes in the past and he's spoken on those things and he was one of the people the one like a small of a small group of people in k-pop who kind of actively use their platform to not make those kind of mistakes and draw attention to those kind of mistakes so it's just weird to me that like you could be so closely associated with somebody who you who probably had these conversations with you because he's done it in public and you still do it. Like it's just weird to me. Like I I can't reconcile that in my head. That doesn't make a lot of sense. If I have like somebody in my corner who's telling me that something is gonna look a certain way, I'm gonna take care to make sure it doesn't look mm-hmm. that way, right? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm I'm very happy that the Korean fans said something because I don't think that they would have gotten, there was an apology. I don't know if you are able to pull up to see what that says. There were a couple apologies. I don't personally know if they were adequate. But I just know that they happened. I wouldn't even say they're on timeout with me. I would say that they are like, indefinitely suspended with me. <laughs> like I, I, I don't want to have any association with them because again, I think it's worse to me when there's everything in front of me is telling me that you should know better and everything in front of me is telling me like it's almost like and I'm not saying it would be different if they were like kids or different if they were because I do expect like kids of a certain age to have a certain level of knowledge right about the world but it's just I guess it's because it's like a like an issue where it's like such an ingrained thing like in Korean society it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's just a lot for me. I I feel like I just have to really take a step away Mm -hmm. from Shiny. And I I have to see through their actions that they can actually take this moment and do something good about it. But even to that, it's like, you know, you kind of you kind of lost me like you really did. So I still respect 
that I'm not going to pretend like I don't like their music. I'm not going to pretend like they don't make great music, but I am going to be very clear that I'm not going to want to listen to anything new from you going forward. I'm not going to want to support you going forward because you like, once again, you're a grown man repeating things that you would think a grown man would know not to mm-hmm. repeat. Yeah. So I'm looking and there were three apologies, one from Key, one from Taman, and one from the production company. The production company said that they inappropriate remarks were not ill-intended. Once we became of the issue, we immediately removed the clip. We take feedback from the fans very seriously, and now we understand how disrespectful these comments are. Both Key and Taman are deeply regretting their behavior and reflecting in order to do better in the future. Key wrote in English, I deeply apologize for my insensitive remarks in the recent content. And I've spent a lot of time reflecting on feedback from the fans who were disappointed by my comment. I will be more careful to make sure that my words and actions are more considerate moving forward. I sincerely apologize. Taman said my sincerest apologies for any discomfort and hurt caused by my inappropriate remarks in the recent content. Thanks to our fans, I fully understand why the comments I made were disrespectful, and I will make a more diligent effort to be careful with my behavior and words in the future. So what I'm getting from these apologies is they're going with the reasoning of we didn't realize what we said was wrong. Yeah. And, and also too, they're doing the stock SM apology, right? Like that is a very, well, well SM don't apologize. So they're doing the stock K-pop apology, I'll say, um, where it's like, it didn't feel super specific mm-hmm. to me. It felt very pretty, pretty general, pretty vague. I don't know if they're telling the truth about reflecting. Cause I had one thing I will say that is different for me now than like maybe five years ago when we really first, when I first started on the podcast is that I'm a lot more like, I, I'm a lot more understanding and I'm a lot more like charitable and giving people chances and giving people, because I do think that like people can change. I really deeply, genuinely Uh feel that way, but this is not giving me any sort of like anything. This is telling me nothing. And I need you to, I need to see the actual growth and development. And that's not, and it's kind of like, you know how, not to sound parasocial, (laughs) but you know how people say like, once you break trust, it takes a long Mm -hmm. time to rebuild it. That's kind of where I'm at. Like you kind of like really skewed my perception of you. And once again, I am not like going to act like I don't think all idols say these things or because it's part of their culture. Like I'm, I kind of expect that, but I think for me, it's the harm in putting it out there when you have, it's already harmful on just you mm-hmm. saying it, but it's even more harmful when you put it out for the world for impressionable people, because your fans tend to be young and they are impressionable. And you're kind of telling them either you're telling them they're something's wrong with being dark or you're telling them it's okay to make fun of people mm-hmm. for being dark. So either way, it's like, it's a lose lose. Right. So for me, it's just, it's, that is what I'm taking a lot of my issue with. So I would want to see some active reversal of that. I want to see you, you know, genuinely reversing the way you think about these things. And I don't think that that's something we're going to see. And if we do see it, it ain't going, it's going to take a, a very long time. So yeah, like I'm, I'm cool off of them for now. Like I still love John Ken that he was always my favorite. I'm not saying he was perfect because he wasn't. 
Um, but I am saying that like, I do believe he would be a person that would immediately re- fix his mistakes because he has before, mm-hmm. right? In a very genuine way. So yeah, I, I'm i I'm cool off of them for the time being. That's it. That's all I got to say. Okay. Well, moving on. Actress Song Daun has been the subject of dating rumors with BTS member Jimin and had to issue a warning against some of the ARMY. On October 20th, she updated her Instagram story saying, please ask ask the third party's business to someone other than me and I'm in my right mind. Don't threaten me about how scary the fandom is and how I'm doing the things that I'll be sued for. And then she emphasized, I've said it before, but I have been collecting data on Instagram and YouTube. And basically, she's been harassed by some BTS fans because of dating rumors where people have claimed that her previous posts were taken at Jimin's house or the same location and demanded clarification on her Instagram. For some people who may not know, Song Daun is an actress who debuted in 2011 she became known after appearing in Heart Signal Season 2, which I have not seen. She kind of looks like, in this picture, she kind of has a, a look, a Yuna look to her. Yuna from SNS Girls, Girls Generation, Generation to me. If uh, That's all um, as far as I can say about her. Means, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen... I don't know what the pictures, you know, I haven't seen any of the pictures, but it's really crazy that they are saying that they think that she's got pictures of his house and they're harassing her for supposedly being with Jimin. And I I don't know, like, it's sad, like, these women that may not have anything to do with these men now have to, like, defend themselves against supposedly being with people that they may not even know but i am i'm yeah. completely on her side if she decides to take legal action against some of these people because <laughs> yeah it's like girl come on like this is crazy somebody said it's not the first time she fueled dating rumors with an idol like jimin the problem is that now she had to deal with a bigger fandom i gay shippers basically saying that she's done this before and i'm like even if she has who cares but secondly i think the biggest thing that stood out to me about this whole story is like why do bts members or why do armies know what the bts members houses look like on the inside like i feel like that's a weird thing to know about somebody well, I guess they could know, like, if they do V-Lives and stuff, but, like, it just, it feels like I don't know what my favorite celebrities' houses look like. I mean, it's the you same know? thing. Like, well, it reminds know. me of that whole thing that happened with, well, I don't know if you saw when Jungkook. Actually, I take that back. I do know what they look like. Sorry. I, I just want, sorry, real quick. I want you to say that, but I had to clarify. I I have seen, like, the inside of TXT's dorm. Yeah. But I guess that. At the same time, it's like they literally film like straight up episodes of their show in there. Anyway, oh, well, it just reminds <laughs> me of like that whole thing with Jungkook in that video that was supposedly of him and some girl inside his house. It was like really zoomed in, and people, some people were upset because of the fact that they were like, if that is him, that is an extreme invasion of privacy because it looked like it was done without anyone knowing and even if it wasn't him that was like right up in someone's house 
and that was two people who were just kind of like messing around or whatever and it was and and that kind of thing is just it's it's crazy like you don't think about people make you know recording you like when you're just in your home and like just hanging around and not you know you don't think that somebody's trying to record you and it's that's that's gotta be like a crazy kind of reality for someone to live to think that like is someone recording me right now you know you have to live like that this that's like an interesting like kind of thing to explore at some point for us about like because i feel like in a i feel like in a way it's almost like they're the way that they promote kind of primes them to feel like they're always being watched. Like a really good example of this is like a lot of, a lot of shows like K-pop groups promote using their like little own reality shows. And they always have episodes where it's like big brother, right? Where they go on like a vacation and there's a camera set up in Mm -hmm. every room except for bathrooms. And that like, yeah, like you kind of are primed to feel like you're always being watched. So it's it's kind of crazy to me that like, obviously that is a controlled environment. They know they're being recorded. It's very different. But at the same time, it's like ha- that has got to feel strange, like to constantly feel that way, you know? Or maybe it's to the point where it's not strange to them because they're so used to it, which is strange in its own way, right? Like you shouldn't that shouldn't yeah. be normal to anyone. Right. But yeah. 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 I mean, that's crazy. I am totally on her side though. Obviously, there's really no sides here. It's just either you're right or you're wrong, you know? Just just a strange situation all around. I honestly I don't expect anything of hip hop fandoms anymore. They all are the same and they all kind of hit new lows every day. So <laughs> it's like one of those, you know, what do you do? You win some, you lose yeah. some. So Yeah, I, I only thing I can think is it must be extremely hard for those guys, like any K-pop idol, like males to date, just because it's like, I can see a lot of women not even, like especially other women in their like industry or actors or whatever, not just not wanting to associate with them. Because if you even, somebody thinks that you're even friends with them, it's, you know, it starts the whole like rumor mill. And then you've got all the fans like going on your socials and accusing you of stuff, so. It must be extremely hard to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're exactly right. I feel like that's the one, these one singular good thing about American celebrity culture is that I do think that like, even though they're still parasocial relationships and they're very intense a lot of times, you very rarely see a situation where there's like, a lot of pushback on an artist dating. Like I, you, I just really don't see that. Even with like the young teeny bopper artists, obviously people will have pushback if it's people like Halle Bailey and DDG and he's just gross to her all the time because you're worried about her well being. And even to that, I do feel like that can get a little bit crossing the line. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it is her mm-hmm. life. Right. But like, if you, obviously I, I really feel like I only see it when people feel like there's abuse or cheating or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, with k-pop yeah and and even i i feel like i'm gonna go out on a limb here 
and at the risk of, you know, whatever consequence and say that I feel like I see it a lot more in a lot of Asian entertainment mm-hmm. spaces where fans there is the fan service culture which creates the the idol like being the slave to the fan mm-hmm. kind of thing and fans are to be respected rather than like just given they're they're to be serviced rather than just given you know the music right, right? the thing that they're here for so I, I do think that like it's a unique part of k-pop um you know thai dramas philippine uh, dramas in the philippines um i see it a lot in those industries so yeah what's next okay all right next up does ador edit eugene's voices too excessively so this was a another like is there a there clip? is a clip. It's on the okay. It's I'm on the tweet, X post, whatever you call it, and it's basically. I um, want to listen to it before we get into it. Yeah, and it's of Eugene's member Hayden singing, and I guess it's of them editing the vocal. Let me listen to. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to it. Yeah, and they're comparing it to Akmu's, okay. yeah, more natural sounding vocal. Okay, okay. This is interesting to me because I feel like, to be honest, they, this sounds, this sounds like every, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every K-pop song, like that's performed in a studio. So if you're going to make the comment about new jeans in that particular video, you need to extrapolate that comment to like everybody, you know, like every group, every singer, mm-hmm. right? I mean, on that, yeah, and on that end, I do think it's edited too much. But like you said, that would extend to just in general, K-pop edits things to heck and back, like especially as far as people whose voices may not be as maybe as naturally you know good good yeah it's naturally good, good yeah. as, <laughs> as, as someone like act you know the members of ACMU but yeah I mean I, I think definitely New Jeans is not the only person they're not the only people to, to do this so if you're going to say this about their vocals, you that pretty much extends to everyone else as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm very much there. As I said earlier, I just think too, like, do I think it was over edited? I don't know. Like, I guess I couldn't really hear too much of the, like, I, I would need to hear her singing without, like, I don't think I've ever heard New Jane's. Right, like I'm probably the only person on the planet that's never. That was probably. I think that was maybe my first time ever hearing a member of New Jeans sing. No, I take that back. I heard them do a cover before on a an award show, but I 
didn't, you know, really hear them. You know, I wasn't really listening to them. So I, I would need to hear her voice in another context. You probably have way more familiarity with their voices than I do. I can't, so I don't know if it was too edited. It didn't sound uncanny. Like I've listened to, for example, TXT. That is a group where there's way too much editing on their voices all the Mm -hmm. time. And it's to the point where it's like, you cannot, you, I really feel like it's to the point where particularly with Taehyun, I think they're editing his voice a lot because they fucked his voice up. I really think that. I think that I'm serious. I, ever since zero by one love song, I noticed that he has trouble hitting notes that he used to hit very effortlessly. And also I recently watched this video that talked about like why it's dangerous to allow young boys to sing in, in a range out, like out of their range Mm -hmm. too often or really sing pretty much at all. (laughs) And it's because like you risk, damaging their vocal cords for the rest of their life and like they did case studies where on this and like you can actually hear the damage um so i think that they messed up taehyun's voice and i'm not saying he sounds terrible but i am saying it's been a long ass time since i've heard his actual singing voice let's Mm -hmm. put it that way um and it's like yeah that's a group where i'm like yes there's way too much filtering on the voice but in the same vein i think they kind of have to because they've damaged some of the guys voices and and here's the thing if only one of them has the filtering then it's too noticeable so you have to put right. them all of them right so and i have to say in in yeah. in this instance it seems also what they're doing is they're kind of comparing the, the live version to the studio version where Akmu obviously is singing live and Hayden is obviously doing a studio, studio filtered, whatever, studio edited, like vocal. And it's interesting because it kind of like gets, like kind of brings up the whole thing about like two with lip syncing and K-pop. I actually have a friend that she's more into k-dramas and such now but she used to be in the k-pop and one reason she got out of k-pop was because she got tired of a lot of the new groups and how like they lip sync and that's not the only reason but she was very disappointed because she was like you know i got into k-pop originally because i saw a lot of groups that were performing live and singing live and dancing live and she's like now it seems like a lot of them either don't put a lot of effort into it or they don't do stuff live anymore and I think you see that with a lot of the, the newer groups is you see very few people, you know, everything is, is pre-recorded vocals. So for someone to sing live, you know, that's going to be very noticeable. Whereas something like Hayden, and everyone does lip syncing anyway. So that's another situation of, well, everybody sounds like that. So what's you know what's the difference really you know everyone's lipping yeah 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 no i i think yeah that that tracks that makes sense so yeah other i mean yeah other than what you said on it which i think is again like right right in line with everything i feel like yeah there's not much else i can really add just because again i don't listen mm-hmm. to them and so i don't feel like it would be right for me to actually co-sign any further yeah you know? i mean so. i can't really 
like as far as them their actual vocals i the only thing that i've listened to as far as their vocals is like i said the same i saw the same performance you saw and then danielle's little mermaid vocal that was like i was it good I mean, I, well, we know it's no Hallie, but it was, let's start. It was so like even <laughs> it wasn't even reaching Hallie, like the edges of Hallie Bailey's vocal. I don't know why they chose her to do the Korean version of the Little Mermaid, but there you go. That's the influence of her company. So you know what? I think I did hear that, and yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I did hear. It. I remember it now. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Well. <sighs> What's All next? right. Next is are in hyphens fans crossing the line when it comes to fan service. So we've got someone going and yes. <laughs> in, in hyphen. I I guess I don't know. If this was a fan meet or they just saw them met them somewhere. Oh, this is their send off farewell party. Only available to those <laughs> with seven hundred dollar VIP tickets. This girl just gives him a f- this I don't really know which member of Hypen this is but she just reaches over and she gives him a stuffed animal and this big fat wad of money and I'm just and he's looking at it like should I be taking this and I'm thinking no because you make <laughs> enough money and where are you what is this your money is this your parents' money? Like, there's just so many questions. Like, why Why are we giving them? Why are we? This is their job. They're getting paid to do this. Also, giving giving him ones, it looks like they're ones, and they look like they look like American U.S. dollars. They look like ones. That's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, just like, uh, is this even... If you, if you think about the implications yeah. of that. And if, it, and if they aren't even real... That's even more questions, because like, what was even the point of that? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confuzzled and befuddled, and I, even if it's like, a, what else is going on in these pictures? Uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no even that's if it's fine. Like, There's the little stuffed animal. There's another picture where a fan is like poking one of the members. Oh, I see. They're like taking a picture oh, I together. I see that. Well, in a lot of them, there's like a lot of the fan is like holding their face or they're pinching the fan's cheek. Oh, I just see the one um, picture of her poking his cheek. But then again, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, they pay $700 for these VIP tickets. They should be allowed to poke their cheek, I think, <laughs> for $700. The reason the pics got banned was because someone threw a Polaroid at Jake. Now, I wish I went today too and had VIP to beat your ass because what are Whoa. you doing? Inha would would have had to see you get beat up. I'm sorry. I guess like they threw a, a picture at the thing. Okay. That is interesting. This is interesting for its own reasons, but then the comments are fucking wow. funny. It says, isn't this what underground idols do? This makes them look so much like underground idols. <laughs> I thought they were some Japanese underground <laughs> idols. What? What is the these are Korean comments, by the way. Don't do such a thing. Can't they just act like normal people? Seriously, the members have suffered. It really makes me realize how idols are just products. It could potentially be dangerous because of how close they are. She's touching his chin with her hand like that so strange their company is at fault for turning their idols into some underground idols slash hosts i get that the weirdest 
one here is the fan giving him money. But just like the tweet says, they really should get rid of those send offs. What is that? This is very fascinating to me. Like the idea, because send off, you did say earlier, right? The sending them off to, because they were going to America, right? I It just says send off, but I'm assuming that that's what that is. They're going to America. Let me, in, well, she gave him dollars. So in hype and send off, which I don't know who takes cash anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, it's American, uh, American tour send off okay. event. Okay. And so girl there's so much to say this is insane to me this is like one of the more interesting things i've seen in k-pop in a while just because it's like a crazy thought that i'm just gonna go and like withdraw a bunch of u.s dollars which there's a lot of there's a lot going on here there's a lot of implications because like you said if it's real money where'd you get it and if it's fake money why did you do it the real money thing is to me crazier than fake money and the reason why is because like, where do you go to get U.S. dollars in Korea? Like, <laughs> that's kind of insane. Like, if you, you like, imagine you're in New York and you're like, yeah, and, I just, and... yeah, you you have to literally go somewhere, like a money exchange place. And then even to that, the cashier going to be looking at you like, but you in Korea, what do you <laughs> exactly. need these U.S. dollars for? Like, it, it, it's very confusing. So unless they weren't in Korea, which I doubt, and even if they weren't in Korea, then still, it none of it makes sense. It just all is crazy. The touching the face thing is interesting to me just because I feel like when I first saw it, I did mm-hmm. think it was weird. But then I, like, saw some other comments and I thought about things, too. And I was like, I've seen idols kiss fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, on the cheek and stuff. And I've seen, like, in America, for example, when we had those, like, influencer tours and stuff, they would, like, pick their fans up and, like, piggyback rides. And, like, there was, like, a lot of touching, mm-hmm. right? And I get that the face is sacred, right? But also, like, I I feel like if the idols are okay with that, then that's their business. It is something that I would feel uncomfortable doing. Like, I would never just be like, Beyonce cannot touch your face. Like, that's fucking crazy. To me, to me, for me, to do, mm-hmm. to Beyonce, to be clear. I can't be mad on the idol's behalf. The idol is like, look, I'm getting $700 a pop just to let this girl poke my dimple. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, I, he, he's just, it's a business transaction. Right. That's why I feel like, like, they're paying so much money. I'm not surprised that they're given the you know, they're given the opportunity to be able to do this, you know. I it, it, It's giving, like, like I say, it's a VIP treatment, you know, so. Right, right. Well, and another thing, too, is, like, somebody said, like, it's like, oh, they really are kind of, they implied, like, oh, idols really are just kind of whoring themselves out. And it's like, yeah, duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, that's just now occurring to you. But also, like, it reminds me of, what was it just this kind of idea that like you are in many ways selling well okay all right let me kind of move away from that point into a different point that I was trying to get to earlier somebody had me there was this whole thread of people being mad because I'm gonna say this part of it but there was this girl on TikTok she was talking about the different idols she could pull and the fan bases of these groups, like AT stance, I think like Stray Kids stance, they were coming at her like, you know, 
girl, like, you know, do you really think an idol would risk his career to get with you, to get with like some girl when he had idols have parasocial relationships with their fans. They wouldn't risk like their fans being upset with them. And I'm like, and somebody had made a really good comment. They were like, are y'all crazy? Like, do y'all think that these men are like not just doing whatever? Like they, they are, they are men. They are just doing whatever with any girl. It doesn't matter. Like, duh, they would. And they have. And that makes me think, this makes me think of that because it makes me think like when, whenever people, when I'm seeing the outrage of them saying, oh, they're touching his face. And I'm like, he probably let some girl touch a hell of a lot more (laughs) for free for a different, for a different price. You know what I mean? Like it's the, I feel like it kind of is the nature of being an idol in a weird way where it's like, if he consented to it, I'm not going to be mad at it because once again, I feel like idols are in a very weird position where they have a lot of power. And at the same time, it's like in certain situations that you can see that they don't have as much power. But I feel like the whole powerless aspect of being an idol is in relationship with their agency. Mm -hmm. Not as much with the fans, unless it's like the powerful fan sites, you know? I feel like if it's like the average everyday fan who just pays $700 to get into this thing, I do think the idol has way more power than the fan. Yeah. And I think if he didn't want that, he, I'm not saying he would say it. I, this is so complicated to me. But at the end of the day, I do feel like as long as he is okay with it, I don't care. It, is it strange to me? Am I going to do it? No. But if she paying $700, he gets $700. He's allowing her to touch his face or do like, again, I, I just feel like there's, if this is uh, alarming to you, then I want you, I feel like you're sheltered a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like it's okay to be shocked, but like alarmed and like scared for their safety. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a little jaded. Yeah. But like I, I'm not that scared for their safety in this in this particular instance. I'm more afraid for their safety when you got people zooming in on pictures of Jungkook in his apartment. Right. Not when it's a public event that these people pay for that these idols want the money from that and they want the fame and notoriety. So anyway, that was interesting. It was. And wait, I want to do a quick sure. news story. Not really a new story. Most of them an announcement before we move on to the next thing. Only one of is having a new show, like an actual TV show <laughs> series come out. It already came out on Friday, I believe. And I think they accidentally released all the episodes at once, <laughs> which very incompetent. But I believe it's available in English next mm-hmm. week with English subtitles. And the show is called Bump Up Business. And it's really about basically these two idols who are in the same idol group together who are like doing what's called business gay performance, which is like pretend it's like the whole like fan service stuff like that like oh the take teguk kind of thing. Like they're, you know, pretending to like like i don't know be into each other when they're not really into mm-hmm. each other right or whatever they're pretending to be dating each other when they're not dating mm-hmm. each other something like that but i guess the twist is in this show that the two idols actually are dating i think i think mm-hmm. i'm not sure to be quite honest with you i've seen the pictures and from this the teaser and it's 
I feel like the implication is that they are dating in it because like in some of the pictures, like one of them is on top of the other and they're like almost kissing and it's like in a bedroom. So I'm like, okay. So I guess the implication is that they are dating, but anyway, they have this new series coming out and it is only one. (laughs) See what I did there. It's only one in a line of, I feel like a lot of idol based, basically BLs because semantic error start to idols like a lot of bls these days in korea are starting to start mm-hmm. idols and yeah it's very interesting because with the last time that this happened and got really big which was semantic error the co-lead jechan he ended up leaving his group which i didn't think was going to happen but i can be wrong sometimes he ended up leaving his group and going solo after that after that series. So why am I saying this? Because also his group saw like a huge spike in popularity after his series. Why am I saying that? Well, because it ties in directly with our next, (laughs) our next um, topic, because it's this idea that like being in a series, particularly certain type of series, K-drama, whatever, is going to increase your popularity which will, I don't know, maybe have you, your Spotify streams go through the roof. So, <laughs> Ash, what's going on with Spotify streams? It was a ter- terrible Yeah, segue. well, it was, it was still a segue. It was better than I would have done. So, we... I love how Ash was like, yeah, it was terrible, <laughs> but it was still a segue. All so, right. these are Spotify's cumulative rankings of male idols single release this year, except for BTS. So, at the top... Okay. Why is it except for BTS? I guess to just put them out of the ranking. I I don't know what BTS's Spotify like Spotify numbers are, but I'm assuming it's like way higher higher than everybody else's. So it's probably an outlier. So at the top we have in Hypen with Bite Me at 143 million. We have 17 next with Super at 133 million. TXT with Sugar Rush Ride at 132 million. Stray Kids S Class with 123 million. ZB1 in Bloom. Zero base one. Okay. They're actually new and they were made from a survivor. survivor oh, show. okay. That's a, okay. In Bloom with 26 million. Treasure with Bona Bona, 26 million, 753. So zero base one was 26 million, 824. Then we have NCT Dream, ISTJ with 24 million, NCT 127, AO, 21 million. And at number nine, at the bottom, we have Rise with Memories at 12 million. Okay, so I I have some, a few comments. The one big noticeable thing is like all of the top three are Hype groups. And then you have Stray Kids, which is JYP, and then Treasure, which is YG. But what's really shocking is that the two SM groups are so low in comparison. That's kind of mm. crazy, I think. I 
have seen a lot of 127 stands complain that 127 is not getting the promotion that they believe 127 deserves. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Also, Rise, I believe, is the SM, another SM group sort of NCT adjacent. And so it's kind of also shocking to see them on the list because they are so new. Or not on the list, but in the 12 million streams because they're also new. But at the same time, none of the streaming numbers mean anything to me. And we've talked about this in the podcast before. Moving a stream is not the same as moving an album because you can also accidentally stream stuff. (laughs) Um, One, it's easier to move a stream, but you can accidentally stream stuff. For me, for example, specifically with Spotify, I went to go um, do something one time and like Spotify just kept replaying the same song over and over again. (laughs) Like, I didn't choose that. Spotify chose for me. So so you have these sorts of glitches. You've got all these things. So like, the streaming numbers really are so meaningless to me. But also, it just goes to show, I do think that the stark contrast, though, like when you go from like the 100 millions to like dropping all the way down to like only like 26 mm-hmm. million, you know what I mean? To me, I think that especially since another thing too to note is like these out these songs all came out in different times like sugar rush ride was a long time ago bite me was let me see release date that was only well that was in may but then i believe rise with memories was more recent yeah that was definitely more recent um yeah, that was like not even. Yeah, that was August. So like you are comparing things that release at different times. Still, I don't think that that kind of accounts for the difference between say Bite Me and Ao because Ao came out around the same time as Bite Me. Actually, I think it came out before Bite Me. Let me make sure. This is where it would be nice to have <laughs> Nat. Okay, Ao came out. Yeah, Ao came out in January. So it it's it is strange to me. But it does speak to, I guess, like what's popular with the with listeners. Like, I, I think fans in hypen does have like a, a very. I don't know how they get. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really don't know how they get a lot of listens because I don't see a lot of like in hypen stands from the like English speaking world. So maybe it's like a lot of the Asian world that you see that in, or or people who's like it's not predominated by or dominated by english speaker speakers speaking fans 17 has a lot of english speaking fans t their fans are weird <laughs> stray kids have a lot of english speaking fans they are weird i they're it's it's hard to say what their fan demographic is outside of like korea blue white girls and me <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like you you i really don't i think the reason why txt i have like a whole theory about why they don't have like and their fans don't have an identity the same way that other like groups fan bases do and i think it's because they just make a lot of music that don't really appeal to just like it's not like a very specific type of music like 127 is very specific they appeal to a very specific demographic Mm -hmm. so this is these are shocking in the sense of like the stark difference between the top four and the bottom uh, five drop the drop off is crazy. And it's interesting to see, you know, what Knets are saying. You know, Knets seem to really, really, really like in hyphen. And let's see. 
Well, and one one and obviously this is one person, one Korean person in all of South Korea, or might not even be a Korean person, just somebody who speaks Korean, who's saying, you know, I knew that Seventeen was popular overseas, but I didn't think they'd be this popular, and I thought Seventeen wasn't popular at all. That is a very weird mm. statement. I don't know how you how anyone gets to that conclusion. That person does not listen to K-pop <laughs> at all or pay attention. And then somebody also put that BTS had 180 million streams, which honestly is not that much more than in hyphen. Like that's not more impressive to me than in hyphen. That's not. Do you have any thoughts about this? Not really. I mean, I'm kind of the same mind you are with with streaming. I don't really take it that seriously. Like just because streaming just seems to like there's so many different factors as far as people, what people stream and how they stream and and all of that but i'm not really surprised by like any of the i mean maybe in hyphen just because i've never gotten an impression of how popular they are but i'm not surprised by like anyone else's position on the list maybe rise because like you said they're so new but and maybe the drop-off is the only thing that I'm really kind of surprised by. I would have thought that the streams would be distributed a little bit more evenly. But, yeah, I, I other than that, I, I'm not really, like, the, I'm more interested in what we're going to talk about later as far as, like, the year-end awards and how those album sales are going to play out. So, yeah, that's what... Well, if you want, we can just get straight into that. Like, we could just... I know what you see on the screen. You can just go straight to the, the Mama. Okay. Okay. No, All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. So, the Mama Awards are upcoming. They will be here before you know it. This year's ceremony will take place on November 28th and 29th at the Tokyo Dome. And the nominations were announced on October 19th. And... Well, you know, as you know, they these nominations cause a lot of drama every year. And I'm just going to go through all the popular ones and we will talk about them as we see fit. So for Best New Male Artist, we have Boy, Boy Next Door. E-V-N-N-E. I don't even... Even Evan, Evan, even they are even, even, okay, yeah, rise. It stands for evening's newest et toi, right? Girl, get the (laughs) fuck out, okay. You know what? Keep going, rise, (laughs) strike, strike, Mm -hmm. zikers, zikers, zero base one. Okay, I have a hot take here because I think that it's going to come down to Rise and Zero Base One. Obviously, so like the way they're saying they're doing, the way that, I don't know how they do the criteria for these awards. I think it's just fans. But if you go off fans, obviously none of the other groups compared to Rise and Zero Mm -hmm. Base One. And it'll be interesting to see which one of them win because I've never heard a Zero Base One song, but their fans are crazy. And Rise have stands too mostly people who want to fuck them but you know (laughs) (laughs) it's all the same in the eyes of mama so that one is going to be i feel like contentious and hopefully we get some fan wars out of it yeah all right best new female artist we have 
Adya L L seven Let me see what they're trying to say here. Hold on. Elsa. Oh, okay. Kiss of oh, that is so Kiss stupid. of Life, Limelight, and Triple S. I think Triple S has this. They're the... I've only heard. I have heard S. Kiss of Life, but I feel like the in only in like an underdog sense. I think I think mm-hmm. I heard that the members are a little bit older, so people were kind of excited about their concept. But Triple S has gotten way more promotion than any of the other groups on this list so i don't see how anybody else could witness yeah right all right best male group here we go all the the all the easels exo nct dream 17 stray kids treasure and txt so let's already get this straight. It's only really going to be a competition between 17 Stray Kids and TXT. And I really feel like 17 is not popular enough in Korea for it, for it to be them. They're popular. But I think that if you compare it to, I feel like, okay, let me take that back. They're, they're way pop. Okay. I said that so wrong. I feel like Stray Kids is not popular enough in Korea as compared to 17, but I think TXT is the least popular in Korea, but I do think that they have the the loudest, like the most pull. Like I, they don't even have the loudest fans. I think Stray Kids fans are kind of annoying and loud, but I think TXT has a lot of pull weirdly. And I also think that it really don't, between 17 and TXT, it's a toss up between who Hybe is going to push. If Hybe feels like, 17 has a better chance at a at a different award then i think that they're gonna go with txt and vice versa so i really think it's only three contenders here and i think that it's probably gonna be one of the hype groups Mm. you don't know nothing about boy groups so but i don't know nothing about girl groups so i'll let you take the next okay i was thinking stray kids could have a chance but i you know you don't think that they have a chance yeah i think that they're in contention for for sure i just feel like I don't know what this award is based off of, but this is if it's based off of like how loud their fans are, particularly in Korea. I think carrots are very strong in Korea. Carrots are very strong in general in mm-hmm. Asia, and I think Stray Kids stands tend to come from like Western countries. And then, like I said, TXT stands are white girls who don't shower. So, <laughs> well, okay, artists take that out. <laughs> TXT stands are very particular. Well, technically yeah. the criteria for artist category awards are 20% judge panel evaluation, 40% song I thought that's Oh, yeah. okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought that was artist of the year and okay. artist category. So, you've got the so okay, they okay. they do have actual qualified criteria for these. So okay. So 20 sorry 20% judge panel evaluation, 40% song downloads and streamings, 25% Korea, 15% global, and 40% physical album mm-hmm. sales. Well, that sounds like it's going to go to 17 because they they sold literally the most albums, I think, out of all of those groups, if I'm not mistaken. And then TXT might be right up there with them. But if we go by the judge panel evaluation, who's on that panel? Because if it's Bang PD, you already know mm-hmm. what's happening. That's questionable. Downloads and streaming. Well, we just saw the streaming numbers in was 17 or up there with super. Yeah. So like if you just go off of those one songs, then you can kind of triangulate. But I really do feel like there's no competition for the other three. It's only 17 straight kids and TXT in this conversation. Right. Okay. So 
Espa, Silent G Idol, Ivy, La Seraphim, New Jeans, and Twice. So shout out to Twice for hanging on, despite being the literal only, well, if you consider Idol a third gen, then I guess, but Twice being the only third gen Idol group in there, I think we all know who this is going to. Who do you think, though? New Jeans. Yeah, I mean, it's really only New Jeans and Espa that's in the conversation, and I really don't remember seeing Espa having good numbers. Mm. So, no, I mean, not that they didn't have good numbers, but like if I'm remembering correctly compared to New Jeans, I'm pretty sure New Jeans had better yeah. numbers. Yeah. You have any more comments about the best people? No, I, for a moment, I was thinking Silent G Idol, but they're popular, but they're not pulling the type of numbers as far as like sales that like New Jeans and, and some of the other ones are. So, yeah. They yeah, yeah, I I don't see them being in contention for this one. Okay. Best male artist. This is gonna cause some drama, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> why would why would Hype do this? Okay. <laughs> Lim Young Moon, Park J Jung, Jimin, Jungkook, Young, and V. Girl, you know how hard this is going to be to predict? This is not even easy. The only thing that's easy is obviously it ain't going to be nobody who's not in BTS. But, like, I really, I don't think V has as much of a chance because he didn't really pop off as much as Jungkook did. But the girlies have Jimin trending every day. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. That one's hard. I think Jungkook is in a weird situation because his album is in mm. English. And... He really captured the Western audience with Seven and even 3D. And he's even capturing more than just the Western audience. But I do think if they factor in Korean more than Western or global, quote unquote, I don't know. That one seems tough, Ash. I can't wait to see the inner fan wars mm. on that. I, I, I think Bang PD likes to see the fan intro fan wars. It just it makes him feel powerful. <laughs> he's just he's just scheming in the background rubbing his hands together like CBJ. <laughs> that's funny okay best female artists Choi Yena Hwasa John Somi Jihil Jisoo Lee Chae Young I honestly this one is actually probably one of the harder ones yeah sorry I just hope Somi doesn't win. What, what? That's the only one I don't really want to see win this category. Yeah. But honestly, though, she did kind of pop off this year. Somi and I feel like Jisoo always is going to get attention. Jiho had that one song that we listened to, but I don't know if it popped off. And then also Hwasa always gets attention. This one is probably the one that's the most up in the air, and I would not be shocked if it went to Somi or Jisoo. Mm. Although Jisoo got a lot of attention for, didn't she get like attention for like not necessarily being the most talented? I could see her winning. That's true. She did get that. Yeah, this year. I could see her winning, not being very good publicity for that award. Yeah, but I feel like Hwasa is a front runner for this, maybe, and then Cheyun maybe because she had a very popular song. She did knock right. I don't remember it. I, I'm sure she did. I, I remember, remember Knock was. I remember you, 
was it Nat that said the knock was really, really popular and she was the one that did that song. Oh. So I could maybe see her also possibly winning. But yeah, I, I do fifty fifty not being in here is kind of fucking wild to me. I'm sorry. Huh? I just that that just really pisses me off. Fifty fifty. Oh. They had the most popular girl group song of the like, year. So them not being anywhere in these nominations I feel like is crazy. Straight up like <laughs> was like gaslighting them. This entire They had to have been. Like this whole time, like they when they were getting like global recognition and then Korea was giving them like crickets. Literally. That's oh my goodness. I hear their song to this day. I know people who don't even know where Korea is on the map who like that song. Sorry. Let let's continue because I'll I'll be a bad. <laughs> Okay, best dance performance male solo, Jimin, like crazy, Jungkook, Seven featuring Lotto, Kai, Rover, Taeyong, Vibe featuring Jimin, Taeyong, Shalala. So this is interesting because I don't remember Shalala even having a dance. Rover obviously went viral. Even Jungle tried to make it go viral, the dance to it, but it really didn't. If you're going off of actually people who can dance, obviously it's really to me just limited to Jimin and Jungkook and to a lesser extent Kai. But if you're going off of like how popular did the dance get, Rover I think was the most popular, but we all know that Kai is not winning that award. Like it's very clear. I can see Jimin just because he's known for being a dancer. And the choreography, wasn't that given, like, if I'm remembering the video right, like, the choreography was given a lot of attention, wasn't it? Is that the song where he said, fuck all the ops? I'm not sure. See, that, I don't even remember a Jimin song for, from this year. They all know? kind of, they all like, kind of I, smushed together for me. I just remember, like, one of his videos had, like, a lot of dancing in it. <laughs> I don't remember which song it was, though. Okay, well... Look, we move. We move. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about it. Because, girl, we don't know. We, we Let's just move past all the dance ones. Because, girl, I cannot. I don't know. I literally do not know. Not even for male group? I mean, we don't have not to. Not even male group? I might, I might know something about Okay. That. Well, best dance performance male group is NCT 127AO, NCT Dream, Candy, 17, Super, Stray Kids, S-Class, TXT, Sugar Rush Ride, and Zero Base One in Bloom. The only one of these that I, I remember parts of the choreography is Sugar Rush Ride. And that's because people were shocked because it was like, it was very sexual, which is not at all normal for TXT. But that's the only one I remember. NCT AO, I'm pretty sure the choreography was, you know, the same choreography they always do. Like the same kind of hard hitting. None of these choreographies went viral. So... Yeah, I think that the, the best chance is probably Sugar Rush Ride. Okay. Best dance performance female group, Espa, Spicy, Silent G Idol, Queen Card, Ivy, I Am, La Seraphim, Unforgiven, featuring Nile Rogers, New Jeans, Ditto, Stacy, Teddy Bear. I personally want to see Silent G Idol win this just because I kind of liked Queen Card and it's kind of like Narmi way i mean you know it was like i love my boobs and my butt and it was just very kind of unapologetically you know out there and i don't really remember much else about the other performances i remember bits of spicy but i didn't care for that unforgiven also was not very 
was not very I wasn't very impressed by it. I never listened to mm-hmm. Ditto. <laughs> and I don't even know Stacy's teddy bear. So I'm hoping to, I think I vaguely remember yeah. it. So yeah. I'm hoping it goes to Silent okay. Chicago. I take your word <laughs> snapping. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think we need to do the very next one just because I have not listened to any of these songs. No. I think the only comment I have to make is very strange that it's only men that is in this category. It is. But it's it very is. strange. Considering I think this was the year of the girl. It definitely. So. Yeah. I think that's really weird that the best vocal performance is, is all male. Okay. Best Vocal Performance Group, ACMU, Lovely, BTOB, Wind and Wish, BTS, Take Two, MC, The Max, Eternity, Mellomance, A Shining Day. I, if it wasn't for BTS, I would say ACMU is guaranteed to get it because Lovely is really doing really, really well. But BTS is always like, they're, you know, if they're in the category, there's like, of good chance that they could take it just for being in that category. So I hope Akmu gets it, yep. but you know, who knows? Yeah. Best rap and hip hop performance, Augusty, Sugar, People Part Two featuring IU, Ash Island, Goodbye featuring Paul Blanco, J Hope on the street with J. Cole, J Park, Candy featuring Zion T, Zior Park Christian. This is another one that's going to divide some people. It is. And I I definitely heard more hype around Sugar than I heard around J-Hope this year. But I will say that the fact that he collaborated with J. Cole might give him a little bit more of a boost. So it's it's either one of them, though. Like, we don't even have to really go over it because we already know that it's, we've already nailed it down to Mm -hmm. two. So, okay. Best collaboration, Anne Marie. I did not know Anne Marie even did a song with Minnie. Um, expectations. I'm I'm assuming this is Minnie from Silent G. I don't know. Big Naughty, Hopeless Romantic featuring Lee Soo Hyun. BSS from Seventeen, Fighting featuring Lee Jung Lee Young Ji. Jungkook Seven featuring Lado Young Vibe featuring Jimin. I feel like that's down the to two girl i feel like it's down to one you better than me <laughs> we can we can skip best ost yeah i don't know because i don't, I don't OSTs. best music video silent g idol clean card ivy i am jisoo flower jungkook seven featuring lotto 17 super stray kids s class so this one is tough because from what i understand korea loves ivy also, Jisoo is Jisoo. Like, you kind of can't ignore that. And then Jungkook is Jungkook. So I'm kind of torn on this one. Even though Jungkook's music video is objectively probably, I think, the worst out of the ones I've seen mm-hmm. in this group, he's still Jungkook, right? So, yeah. What are you thinking? I honestly don't know. Because I I feel like I never really have a good feel for, like, what constitutes a good music video for k-pop anymore <laughs> like what what constitutes having the best music video like is it is it effects right. is it the song is it yeah streams. so i'm not sure youtube yeah. streams 
For this next category, it's really, really a lot of, it's like long as hell. We've already named all the songs. I think we should just pick one and say which one we think is going to be the song of the year. So for this next category, it is song of the year. (laughs) And I, looking through all these songs, the only realistic contenders are BTS affiliated. And then I think, I don't know if people really like that New Jeans song. I know they like New Jeans songs, but I don't know if they like that one in particular. Ditto. Was that the famous one? I don't think so. That's not the one I heard everywhere. I think this is... Okay, so, well, in that case, this is basically just automatically a choice between the BTS songs. Like, And by a BTS, I'm expanding that to the actual members' songs as well. Hmm, okay. And it's not going to be one of the rappers. It's it's straight up going to be Jimin, Jungkook, or one of the BTS songs. Yeah. That's my opinion. Do you think I'm wrong? Are we past the I BTS era of there's the a chance that Akmu could slide in okay. because they have a lot. Of, I would love because that. they have a lot of industry love and their song is doing really well right now. There's a chance. I would love there's that a personally. Chance, a slim okay. chance, but there's a chance. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Artist of the year. Again, we don't have to say all these because we said them all before. Once again, <laughs> come on. I think if we're taking an entire body of work, I really think Jungkook, had perf- he's performed the best out of everybody this whole year. Like if we're taking in everything, including like international mm-hmm. performance, what do you think? Um, I think there's reason for people to argue that New Jeans could could take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Really, it shouldn't be an argument because it should be 50-50. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's, I could see the argument for New mm-hmm. Jeans as well. And then the next one is Worldwide Fans Choice yeah. is BTS. Yeah. We can skip that. <laughs> like, come on. Like, stop playing with me. Like, what are we doing anymore? Wow, that was all the categories? No album of the year? No. Okay. See no album of the year. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Album of the year. Who was the best album I listened to that came out this year? Nobody, to be honest. I don't think I've listened to an album full through and through that I like that wasn't a Western album. Okay. Well, that was fun. Oh my goodness. We, I failed to mention that the, we are not having a feature today because instead of the feature, we were going through the mama nominations, which were very interesting. That wasn't the full like list of awards, interestingly enough, but I think it gave us a very good view of like everything that's Mm -hmm. going on. And it's going to be interesting to finally be in a year where it's not a BTS year, but they're still hugely popular. There's so there is a little bit of parody and they're basically competing against themselves that's also an interesting aspect of it too so i just can't wait for the fan wars the ceremony will take place i think ash already said earlier at tokyo dome november 28th and 29th which feels really early i always felt like mamas were in december but clearly i'm wrong so Oh, interestingly, okay, so the music must have been released between October 22nd, 2022 and September 30th, 2023. Oh, that might change things for Jungkook, for Artist of the Year. You think? And also Album of the Year. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely change for Album. He can't be, yeah, he for can't album. be nominated for Album. Yeah, but it, it'll definitely, but for Artist of the Year, I think that will change things mm-hmm. too, though, because his music 
Like, 3D just came out. Yeah, it did. Before that, he only had seven. Whereas Jimin had multiple songs that had come out by the cutoff. Mm. So that will be interesting. Okay, well, fun times. It's been so lovely speaking with you all yet again for another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. We've had a lot of fun today. Mm -hmm. We miss Nat. She will be back next time. Look forward to that. And if you want to hear extra content from us, we are always posting on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Okay, I won't say always. We post very regularly on Patreon and we have a huge backlog of content there. You can go and look at that. On Patreon, our Patreon is Nyan Edison's, or is it Nyan Netizens? Nyan Netizens, N-Y-A-N-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N-S. You can also find us on Twitter at Nyan Netizens, N-Y-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N-S. <laughs> and you can also always follow us on Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens and communicate with us in the comments below on this, where, well, uh, I guess the comments aren't always below, but they're somewhere on the podcast platform of your choice. You can also rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can reach us by email at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. We are always here to take suggestions, to listen, and to review and react. So it's been it fun has. today. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you, Ash, for Thank joining you, me on this lovely afternoon any shout outs before we shouts to spooky season it's the season of spooky skeletons and such it's my favorite time of the year oh halloween's well i mean i think it starts the holiday season and you just have them all back to back and that's great season so yes hope everyone has a nice safe and happy halloween Yes, and I want to give a special shout out to Gun Etepen, who he's an actor, an actor, a thespian <laughs> of sorts. Um, I think I've talked about him before. We've watched some of his material on our Patreon. Um, I just like him a lot. I think he's very, very talented. Shout outs to some other very talented actors from a show that I am watching right now. <laughs> a Thai drama out of a company that I won't name because they just released their new lineup of dramas for next year and most of them are trash. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tay Tawan, who's also a Thai actor, who is in a lot of things that I enjoy and who's very talented and funny. And that's really it because everybody else is not talented and trash. I'm just playing, mm-hmm. not everybody. But, oh, shout out to Noon Kun. Noon Kun. He's another actor, another Thai (laughs) actor. As you can see, there's no K pop boys in these shout outs because they don't deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe if you come back with talent and hits, we can talk. Mm. But that's all I have for today. Thank you guys for listening once again, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.